Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. Welcome to the show. I'm Sarah J. Cross, and I'm here to support you on your journey to becoming a successful product business owner with tips, strategies, and stories to support and guide you through the good times and the challenges of running a product-based business. Today, I'm very excited. We are talking with the lovely Diana Simpson. She is the founder of Simpson's Web Design. Diana knows what it takes to grow and scale your sales through a well-thought-out Shopify website for your product-based business. Welcome, Diana. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. And uh, thank you so much for being here. We are on opposite sides of the world. And where are you um, based? I live in Georgia. So in the States, uh, the Southern part of Georgia. Yeah, I've been residing here for since 2002. So for a long time. So tell us a little bit and share a little bit about you and your background and how you got started in web design. So I always like to say that I started my business as a necessity and also as a, a creative outlet. I became a mom in uh, 2020 and I was just kind of burned out from a nine to five. I was in the banking industry uh, as a universal banker and I really loved that job, but the corporate world was kind of draining. And so when I had my son, I didn't want to go back to the nine to five. So I looked for ways to start my own business um, and finally uh, decided to just go for it in April, 2021. And I niched down from virtual assistant to a web designer um, exclusively only on Shopify. So i been in business uh, since April 2021 and it's been a ride and I'm just excited and loving the entrepreneurship. Yeah it's amazing especially when you're wanting to get some balance and flexibility as you mentioned you were over the nine to five and now you're a mom of a two-year-old you know it gives you so much flexibility and I love that you are niche like me that we specialize in helping support product-based business owners. And I also love that you are a Shopify expert. Yeah, I really... One of the best platforms I think out there. I mean, I think it's exceptionally good for anyone with a product-based business who wants to use it as a platform. It's affordable. It's user-friendly. I mean, you would probably advocate the same. Yeah, I really fell in love with Shopify um, after working with some product-based businesses and really getting to know the platform and how easier it was to use versus WordPress. That's what I was using before. And Shopify just makes it so easy and the back end and then also the design, like it's so easy to just drag and drop. And I think like anybody can use it. So I would definitely recommend it for yeah, uh, product-based businesses. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the juggernaut. It's just been built specifically to help people sell more product online. And that's what I love about it. And then there's so many choices of apps, you know, for upselling, for wholesaling, for, you know, doing bundles, doing subscriptions. Um, Just there's so many opportunities to just add in apps, you know, that making it even more robust, you know, that you can do more than just sell product directly. You can do lots of other things. So what would you say, Diana, are the absolute essentials 
a, a product-based owner needs to include in their Shopify website? I would say that if they're just starting out and they're creating their Shopify website, they need to have a plan in place before they even start creating their website. And the plan doesn't have to be like anything fancy, but it does have to outline their goals for their shop. So what products are they going to be targeting the most based on what their customers like the most, like what are the products that they like the most? And then from there, create a strategy to really design the website for their customers to shop. And then the second thing would be creating a header. So the above the fold section um, that is simple and straightforward. So that really talks about their product and who it's for versus just creating a tagline that nobody really reads or gets. So that would be the main two things. Yeah. And it's, it sounds so simple when you say it, you know, but that really resonates with me because there's so many websites that I go on. And when I was going to ask you, could you explain to the listeners, what does above the fold mean? Because some people aren't quite aware of what that terminology is. Yeah. So above the fold means that when they land on the website, it's the first section that they see that's usually like a picture, an image, and then a caption or a statement and a call to action, and of course, the navigation. So when they land on the website, that's the first thing that they see, and that's the first thing that needs to be optimized so that they can keep scrolling. Yeah. My next question to you is like, what are the some of the biggest challenges that you see product-based businesses face when it comes to their website design? Is it missing the mark with having something that is just so clear? Like you said, what are the what are the benefits to the buyer or what is it you're selling so that it's immediate? Because some business names don't relate to the actual what the business is doing. So people have to try and find out what it is that they're selling. Yeah, that's so true. Like if their business name is Uh, For example, I have a past client, her business name is uh, Buzzum Boutique. And just from the name, you wouldn't know that it's a Pestimal boutique. She sells Pestimals. So on the above the fold, we really focused on saying that it's a Pestimal and who it's for, uh, which is only for women and breast cancer patients. Um, That's her target audience. Yeah. So really niching down to who your target audience is, making it uh, really aware of what you're selling and what emotions you want to evoke. And that's the thing, like having either like a video or having some really cool, you know, beautiful professional photography done just goes so far, doesn't it? You know, to spark that emotion when someone lands and they can see exactly or, you know, there's music or that they can feel something. Um, and then it's spelt out exactly at the at the top who you are selling to. What is what is the product going to do to benefit them? And then then it entices people to stay longer because it's not always that long, is it? You know that someone will come and to keep their attention before they leave. The idea is is obviously to get them through the checkout process as well. Right. Yeah. It's all about focusing on the their target audience and using their language, not. Uh, sometimes they tend to use language that really doesn't resonate so using your customer's language and Diana what are some of the best ways to increase traffic to a Shopify website 
So we interrupt this podcast to tell you all about the Creative Product Institute Mastermind. It's a time to level up your business and implement my proven signature system for creative product business expansion. When I got started at only 24 years old, I built a successful corporate gift tamper service starting from my kitchen table. I went from landing a $30,000 offer and wrapping every package by hand myself to a company with annual sales of $1.5 million per year. And it certainly wasn't all glitz and glamour. I was completely overwhelmed to start with and I was trying to manage everything in my business all by myself. So out of it, I actually have been able to devise a really solid program for those of you who are looking to take your business to the next stage. So if your business is established for more than two to three years, you're ready to invest in yourself 10 times in your sales, and you're really committed as an action taker and ready to get the big results, then pop onto my website, which is sarahjcross.com and find the mastermind and you can apply there to have a chat with me or go to the creativeproductinstitute.com to learn more all about signing up and scaling further. Now back to the show. So it also boils down to having a strategy or a plan um, and you can have you know, there's so many strategies out there. It's really um, down to two things. One, what are you comfortable with in terms of marketing? And then two, where is your target audience hanging out? Where are they spending the most time at? And so the three things that I like to recommend is investing time in your SEO. And so like if you're building the website yourself, um, there's great tools out there that you can use like SimRush. Like there's a lot, can name a lot of them um, that can help you get your SEO started. It doesn't have to be extensive, but it is, it's helpful to have some SEO so that your website is actually working for you and um, generating those leads to your website. And the second thing would be to focus on a uh, platform, which can be social media or an email marketing. I personally like email marketing because it's a lot. So you can either like pick a platform, social media, um, or you can use email marketing to drive people to your website. Um, If you love hanging out on social media and that's where your target audience is hanging out on, then I would personally uh, recommend to just sticking to one platform and then growing it and then expanding to more platforms second thing would be starting an email list and that is really helpful i feel like email marketing is king when it comes to driving traffic to your website because you are constantly sending out emails to your list like you're constantly letting them in in your personal what's going on behind the scenes of your business uh discounts uh things that you normally wouldn't post on social media um and they feel more inclusive like they feel like they can trust you more and it can generate more sales people will be more likely to go to your website because you're showing up on their inbox and they're you know they're they're seeing you they're seeing your emails I don't think there's any emails that I don't open um so yeah people open emails so that would be a really great way 
Yeah, it's building trust, isn't it? Because it's that repetition and you get a lot of like learning and getting more familiar with what their services are. And it, it is about that no like, and trust. Email marketing is like savings in the bank, isn't it? You know, the more you can grow yes. your trusted list of subscribers, the higher the repeat purchase rate is, you know, where someone might've bought something at a smaller price and then they might up level yeah like you can always use uh what i like to call sequences inside the email marketing platform and that can be like your abandoned cart sequence if somebody lands on the website and decides they um want to shop for something but then all of a sudden they you know leave the website you can send them emails and remind them that hey you have an abandoned cart um so I think email marketing is just, it has is a lot of ways. Yeah. And um, it is good to have a sequence set up, isn't it? That it's all automated. It does all the heavy lifting. Like for my baby brand, Little Koala Living, I've got, I think, six variations of email. So there's like a welcome, welcome code email sequence for someone who signs up to the newsletter and wants to be on the list. There's the abandoned cart um, that entices people to finish the purchase. There is also... Um, you know, new product release, there's a wholesale. So you can have a whole variation of email subscribers. It's not like you have to actually manually chase people or send it out, but it, it is a really great platform and it's a very low cost expense, marketing expense, isn't it, to send emails. And I'm always surprised, like some of my biggest clients that have built lists to 30,000, 40,000 subscribers, they have, you know, million seven-figure seven figure businesses, but they will send to sometimes three emails a week, which I always felt was excessive, but it works. Yeah, I think it, it boils down to what you're comfortable with. Uh, like if you are comfortable with only sending out one email during like weekly um, or one uh, bi-weekly emails, it all depends on what you're comfortable with. And then yeah. also what you're um, promoting or, you know, what, what are you sending out on your email yeah. list? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a way of just being top of mind of just keeping it, it alive, that relationship that, you know, when you make it, someone's found and discovered your business, and then they're just slowly getting to know you and getting to know your product. And then, you know, you might end up having like um, a promotion, a new product release, a sale, anything like that, that you can send them and they get like the privilege of a code, you know, in advance or a VIP pre-release or, you know, shop now before we open it to the public. Do people always feel really connected when they're getting emails that for product that they really love, you know, that they want to actually continue buying and supporting that business? Yeah, I think so. That you know, email marketing uh, really keeps reminding people about the product, the brand, um, and keeps them coming back for more. Um, yeah. yeah, I absolutely love email marketing. Yeah. And of course, you know, getting more traffic to your site, there's the organic way, which, you know, um, you can build in your SEO with your keywords. Um, and that takes a bit of time to come up in the Google searches and things like that. And then there's working out and posting content that appeals to your customer on Instagram but then there's also paid ads as well which you know I think is also a good strategy not to have all your eggs in one basket so if your preferred platform where your buyers hang out is Instagram then it makes sense to start you know a low budget or just testing what the traction is like for 
um, paid ads as well, especially at really key times like leading up to Christmas or Mother's Day or Easter. You know, that's where I see, obviously, I, I coach women who want to expand and grow their stocker space. But it's also great to, again, have multiple layers of revenue in your business. So all your eggs aren't in just one basket. So you've got other streams of income coming in. And that is also a great one to consider is paid as well. Um, and it's uh, Shopify gives such great analytics, doesn't it? Like just on the main dashboard, you just get to see everything and your average customer order and um, where your customers are coming from, where they hang out, where, you know, they're finding you. I wanted to ask you because you are the Shopify, um, you know, you're the tech wizard. Um, what are some of those really cool upsell Shopify apps that we mentioned that you would recommend um, my listeners to, to look at using? putting on their Shopify store? I uh, personally love using Monster Upsell um, and then also Sell Up. Um, those are the two main ones that I use for my clients. They are just simple to use and pretty straightforward to install and use on Shopify. And then another thing that you were talking about integrating like the apps, Shopify has so many apps like, uh, and the great thing about it is they're secure. Uh, it's not like WordPress where it's an open source. Shopify is secure and you don't have to worry about anybody, you know, hacking the apps. Um, so that's another great thing about Shopify. Absolutely. That's so wonderful. Thanks so much, Diana, for sharing all your insights and um, being with us today on the show. If any of my listeners want to find out where you hang out or they want to send you a DM or learn more about your, your Shopify services, where can they find you? Yeah, so I usually hang out on Instagram. Uh, that's where I post anything and everything. And my uh, username is uh, Simpsons underscore web design. And you can also find me on my website, uh, SimpsonsWebDesign.com. Those are two main spots that um, I hang Perfect. out on. Perfect. Thanks so much for being here with us today, Diana. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. And well, everyone, I hope you found today's chat as exciting as I did. If you love this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend or leave us a review so more people can find us. It's time for me to say goodbye and I will see you in our next episode. This week's episode is brought to you by Fearless Fempreneur. Learn how to scale your business by getting gorgeous products stocked in major airports and national retailers. Grab your copy at sarahjcross.com. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.